go to infendo.com and join our Discord and ask us a question. We put the we in wiener. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Infendo Radio, episode 600 and something. I um, skipped last week, so I don't remember what episode title this is, but I'm sure we're right around 653, 654, 655, something like that. Um, I am joined by Eugene and Justin. Um, Usual show, usual hosts. We're all back in the saddle tonight. Uh, Eugene, how are you doing tonight? Where can the people find you? Doing good, actually. Um, people can go to Infendo.com if they want to find any of the stuff that's going on in Infendo land. And it's pretty much it, actually. So thank you. Thank you. Ready to have a good show. Yeah, have a good show. Justin, how you doing tonight? Where can the people I, find you? I am doing okay. Uh, successfully fought off a migraine about an hour ago, so I was able to join the show today. Um, that's good. You can follow me on Twitter at InfendoJustin um, and uh, go to thedisneyparkbench.com to see what I'm doing there. Blogs and 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 reviews and, and all sorts of exciting stuff. <laughs> all right. Well, we've got a bit of a show for you tonight. I have a feeling Change the System is going to steal the show this week. If your guys' Change the Systems or anything like mine is, at least, because that's pretty much everything video game related that I've been up to is just all the myriad of games I've been playing. But a couple of little bits of, of things to get through here in the intro, so let's, let's jump right into it, I guess. A uh, couple of bits of news this week. Nothing major worth, like, celebrating or getting hyped for. But, um, Justin, you actually posted that a it, we're coming up on the GoldenEye 007 N64 anniversary date. And as with any anniversary, <laughs> that spurs rumors of remakes and remasters and whatnot. So, Yeah, you know. so this is, I mean, obviously this rumor has been floating around for a long time. Uh, it was confirmed that... Rare had developed, along with uh, 4J Studios, a HD remaster of GoldenEye that was supposed to come out for the Xbox 360, but they couldn't get the licensing rights and never got officially released. And there have been rumors ever since, even before then, about it, you know, some sort of remaster or something coming out. Um... There were rumors a couple of years ago that never came to fruition, but now, um, a few months ago, um, on the official Microsoft Xbox website, somebody stumbled across, and I saw this with my own eyes, I can confirm this, um, somebody stumbled across a list of achievements for a GoldenEye remaster. Um, and again, I saw this, like, this isn't just rumors and speculation, I actually went on the website and I saw them, I shared it with you guys, um, which have since been taken down, and there was rumors that we'd see released sometime, you know, in the few months after that, never happened. Um, COVID probably had something to do with it, but now we're coming up on what would be the 25th anniversary of the game's original release. Perfect and, timing. Yeah, and, um... There was the achievements leak, 
Um, Nintendo actually went out of their way to get the game unbanned in uh, Germany. Germany. And, and yeah, I was—I don't know whether there are other countries, but um, which is an odd thing for a Nintendo to do for a game that they have no plans of re-releasing. So. All signs seem to be pointing to some kind of at least announcement before the end of the year, if not a like stealth drop. But, you know, really, it's like it's just one of those things that it's either going to happen or it's not. Um, not really. I don't know if it's really newsworthy other than the fact that, you know, like Lucas you know, kind of introduce, we are coming up on the 25th anniversary, really big kind of thing to to want to acknowledge mm-hmm. the code and the, the graphics and everything is already there, ready for them to just, you know, dump on the, on the Xbox store. Possibility of a simultaneous release either on Switch or at least on the Nintendo 64, um, you know, a Switch online app. So yeah, I mean, what do you, what do y'all think? Like, are all signs pointing to this being inevitability, or is it just more, you know, fuel on the rumor fire? I'll tell I you, think... if anything was gonna happen, I feel like an N sixty four online release would be kind of the think... the easy the easy win, right? Like, I mean, we're getting games on that, so yeah. I want. I, I think it's tough, right? Because what is going to make all parties involved satisfied right because there's so many companies like justin said that have a stake in the license there so like yeah i I don't even know what the solution is i I think the only solution would be to release it everywhere right to make Mm -hmm. everybody happy yeah so i think one thing that that i think makes the licensing a little bit easier is the ownership of the bond franchise was recently through whatever acquisition uh, Amazon purchased um, I don't know whether it was MGM or or you know Eon Productions or somebody who holds the Bond license so Amazon actually has the rights to the Bond license Amazon also has a pretty close relationship with Microsoft for Game Pass and special offers and features um i've redeemed you know like every month i get a bunch of money deposited in my grand theft auto online account because (laughs) i've linked my you know game pass account to amazon so stuff like that so it's possible that because ownership of the franchise has shifted hands maybe it's moved to somebody who's a little more willing to see this happen um but yeah like really it's one of those things where we're not going to know until we know until we know yeah yeah it's 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 possible i don't want to say likely but it's possible that in the next um month or so let me i shouldn't be doing i was gonna say i was gonna say pop quiz what is the actual date of the original release all right so goldeneye on the n64 was originally released on oh wow August 25th, 1997. So we're about a week away from the possibility of something happening. Yeah, almost a little soon. Kind of blows my N64 online theory out of the water, because, you know. But um, one of the possibilities that the article that I read 
had uh, talked about was because of COVID kind of delaying everything mm-hmm. for the next few years and, you know, yep. things just kind of not falling. It could be instead of releasing it on the anniversary, they'll release a trailer or an announcement yeah. or something like that. That's entirely possible. Um, and again, like the the game itself, the HD remaster of the game itself is done. Like yeah. it's been done for about 10 years. Um, it's been leaked online. There's a there's a YouTuber. I want to say the name is like Galutrad or something like that, who has actually posted videos of playing the Xbox HD remaster and you know some kind of our Galutrad, the one that we hung yeah. out with. <laughs> no, 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 not. Maybe it's not Galu. I, I was gonna say that's. Impressive! Way to go, buddy! Um, so of course you're gonna put me under the... Of course I'm gonna put you on the spot. Here. Of course I am. That's what I do. It's what we do here at Nintendo Radio. We make Justin sweat a little bit. We stall for time while he's Googling. Okay. <laughs> I'm... Uh, and, and I'm sorry for, for... I did get the name wrong, but it was close. It's Grassloo00. G-R-A-S... <laughs> L-U-0-0. Zero zero. I really um, like the Freudian slip, though, that you went with Galutrad. It's, like, <laughs> it's like, his name is Slacker know, Monkey. They're... No, actually, it's Hacker Monkey, but, you know. <laughs> so, so I don't know, maybe maybe Eugene can can edit that in the final That's podcast. That's fine. It's uh, fine. But, yeah, so, so uh, again, it's Grassloo00, G-R-A-S-L-U-0-0 zero zero on YouTube. Got access to the source code of the Xbox Live HD remaster of GoldenEye and has posted videos of it. So it's out there. It exists. Um, Now it's just a waiting game. Like, will it come out? Will it not? Will it be announced next week? Will it be released next week? We don't know. Um, So I guess our big news for the week is no news whatsoever. But (laughs) well, I've got some more news, so it's all good. Between the code existing and the achievements being leaked a few months ago, and the anniversary coming up, like it's it's getting to that now or never sort of sort of position. For your sake, let's hope. See, I can feel. I feel like I can emphasize with you a little bit. Because um, I have been patiently, not so patiently, awaiting um, one of my favorite games is getting a remaster nine years later, which is, and I don't usually talk about this stuff on the air because I don't like to let my weeb show, but there is a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fighting game that came out back in the PS3, and it's being remastered, and it comes out on the second of next month, and I am pre-ordered, I am locked and loaded. Every morning I go on and I watch the character trailer, (laughs) and I'm like, oh, I think that voice line sounds better with the anime voice act. You ha- you that have been sending many a trailer of that game in Discord. So, and I know I'm the only one that's interested in it, but I just can't help contain the excitement. I have a playlist of like 60 songs I'm going to listen to when I start playing it and just like putting that on in one ear. And like, I'm, I, so I know what it feels like to get a remaster of a game that you really like. Like, I hope that you get to experience that with 007. And hopefully I mean, I'll get honestly, to experience this game for the first time. So, you know. I, I, you know what? I may even like pull out my uh, my EverDrive and play some uh, mm-hmm. some GoldenEye X tonight after the podcast because yeah, might as well because right? I'm getting a hankering for it. But yeah, I mean it's like 
I'm sure that if it does come out, it'll probably be about $20 like Perfect Dark was, but if mm -hmm. they wanted to charge me 50 bucks, don't tell them I said this, but I will pay 50 bucks to have, <laughs> to have GoldenEye again, like, especially you're gonna pay... with online multiplayer. And... Justin, I hate to tell you, you're going to pay 60 um, if I'm taking a guess. That's going to be you're a gonna price. You're going to pay 70 when it comes out on PlayStation. For real, though. I've yet well, to pay for um, a $70 here's... game. Yeah. I have I barely pay for sixty dollar games. So <laughs> Well, that is not the only bit of news that's N sixty four related. We did actually get the next um N sixty four online game that is coming out. I believe it comes out on the nineteenth, so it'll probably be out by the time you guys are listening to this. Unless mm -hmm. I was really good and I uploaded uh, this episode today, Thursday on my day <laughs> off. But um, Wave Race sixty four is coming to the Nintendo Switch. As one person online put yeah. it, the N64 Online is finally worth it. It's finally yeah. worth paying for. Complete with the Kawasaki license thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it looks. I think when it came out on the on the Wii, I think they had yeah, to they the removed Kawasaki that. license, yeah. but they got it back for the Wii U. So I'm realizing my one gripe with these N64 games is they're not GameCube games, because my Wave Race was Wave Race Blue Storm on the GameCube. My F Zero. X was F-Zero GX on the GameCube. I'm realizing I was a GameCube child. I was born in 1991. I spent my most of my formative childhood years in the 2000s. That was my era, guys. Those were the games that I played. Like, See, now, I, and I've, I have and I've played both editions of both of those mm -hmm. franchises. And gameplay-wise, I prefer the N64 versions of them. But, you know... Yeah. I will say that the the fact that all of the N64 games render at 720p, mm -hmm. um, like, they're gorgeous. Like, yeah, of course, they're low poly, but seeing those nice, yeah, sharp edges, like, mm -hmm. is, is beautiful. Like, the N64 games look fantastic on the Switch. And, yeah. And I can't wait to see those those awesomely rendered waves on my big screen. Yeah. I am just excited for another 10 years when we do get, like, a GameCube online with, like, the, the Nintendo Pyro. And, you know, it's like, oh, neat. I could finally play Wave Race Blue Storm, you know? Yeah. Should be I, uh, uh, Wave Race was never my series, but I'm excited that it's on the Switch. Especially, yeah. it's going to have online support, right? So, like, you can actually yeah. play. Yeah. So, like, that's cool. Yeah, that's, like, that's, like, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited for it. I've been um, I've been dabbling with some of the Switch Online games again. I've been doing a little bit of Mario Kart 64 and stuff, so I'm excited for that one. I think it'll be pretty cool. The only thing that that service is missing now at this point is some kind of like um, matchmaking server where you can mm -hmm. you know find opponents to play Mario Kart 64 against yeah. you know like and not just have to rely on friends. I mean, of course you can yeah. go to like Discord or whatever and do it that way, but but that would be, nice. be really cool. Like yeah, random nice to have matchmaking. That. Yeah, be nice to have that yeah. in game, you know. So. That and I think that they need to work more on their online, like. Um, I don't know. I've, totally. I played so like Steve and I. We have stories and videos and stuff of us trying to connect in games. I played Mario Party yesterday with a friend who lives down the street online, and it was flawless. It worked perfectly. When Steve and I try to connect, it's it's garbage. It's like it barely connects. Oh. And I don't think that that's just because Steve has bad internet. I have to assume that that's because you know. Like, Nintendo's internet is wonky, because it seems like it's always bad on Nintendo, and then we go to a third-party game, and it's perfect. So, I, I don't know. 
I, I don't really understand how internet works. Um, I am a caveman, but I believe that they could make it better, and I wish that they would because it would be and nice see, to, that, to play with my buddies. I remember back in the day, even from the dial-up, like you could, there yeah. used to be like matchmaking servers, like playing Red Alert. Yeah. You, get, you used to be I able re- to see the ping with a person that you were yeah. play, matching against. Yeah. You know, it, it's probably something like that. You can do I that with. You can do that with most third-party games. Like, uh, sorry, Justin, but like you know, with Rocket League, you'll see like the ping up in the top sure. corner to let you know yeah. how you know how bad you are. I remember playing, um, I think it was Quake Three Arena on my Dreamcast on the built-in 56k modem, mm-hmm. and and it's amazing that I had as smooth of an experience back then with that considering how many problems we all have with, you know, this, you know, 5G Wi-Fi but service. You, but you think about it, everything is just more complicated to yeah. transmit now, you know? Back That's then, true. you weren't there weren't as many polygons as you're having to, like, track or whatever, you know, and send through the internet. It was just a little bit more basic. Well, I think we can all agree, as much as we enjoy their games... Out of the three big video game tech companies, Nintendo is probably the farthest behind with internet. Absolutely, like, you're not. Yeah, easily. Nintendo, yeah. Nintendo is pretty much the farthest behind in most modern technology. Let's be yeah. honest, and they always have been. That's yeah. true. Well, we've talked about it before. You know, the fun with them is the gimmicks and the IPs, right? You buy a Nintendo system because you want to play Zelda, you want to play Mario, you want to play Smash Bros, or you buy a Nintendo system because. I can play it on my TV and then unplug it, and it's a handheld. Two screens, a remote dongle to right. wiggle my sword. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, that's that's the Nintendo lore now. So. Or get the yeah. get your grandma's on the Wii Fit board, and you'll sell uh-huh. another ten million units or whatever. Yeah. You know, you never know. You never know. All right, well, um, with that, like we said, kind of a, a dry cycle, but um, I'm excited to talk about Change the System. So I don't know if either of you guys has any particularly interesting thing you want to jump on board here with first. But... Why don't you go first? You never go first, as you mentioned the last couple of times, so we're forcing it upon you. All right, I'll go first. I've been playing games, and to make sure that I know the names of all of these games, I'm gonna pull up my Switch right now and look at my, uh, my Switch. Wait, let, let me let me see. Let me. This is the um, bi-monthly um, state of Lucas's Switch. Let me see what it's looking like. Put it up to the camera, there, buddy. <laughs> all right. So that's, okay. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> all right. Well. It's a little. You can check that out by watching our YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, buy me an OLED. Um, but yeah, no, so I've been playing a few games. Um, I booted up Pokemon Legends Arceus, so I've been having a weird thing where I go to sleep at night at a decent hour, I sleep for a couple hours, and then I wake up and I can't go back to sleep. And that's been my life for like two or three days now. It's been rough. So I've been playing uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus in the twilight hours when I'm trying to fall asleep. And I have had some interesting encounters. Okay. I caught a shiny Shellos, which was cool. The, the what color is version. that? Uh, it's like greenish instead of brown. It's not that good looking. But okay. I caught it, and that was hey. special. Um, but then the pride and joy was I was out on a raid, and all of a sudden I see... A shiny Hisuian Zoroark, which is the oh, big, yeah. yeah, the big ghost boy. And I was like, oh my god, I gotta get that Pokemon. So I got <laughs> that Pokemon. And I really like okay, so so Steve was going for these guys and still is. I think one of his goals is 
get them before um, the new Pokemon games come out. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, eh, you know, I thought I was going to like their form, but I didn't really like them as much. I'm not that interested. I caught this guy as a shiny, and I'm like, no, purple and gray. Like that's fixes where it's at. All of my, yeah, it fixes all of my... Because with the red, it really does look like he's, like he's supposed to be like bloodied and stuff. And it was fine, but it looked a little weird. Like It looked off. I didn't like the way he looked. The purple and gray looks real good. So I'm, um, I'm really happy with that. Nice. And then, today, I was um, just wandering doing raids. It wasn't even a raid. It was just a random Pokemon in the wild. I found mm-hmm. a uh, Hisuian Sneasel, and it's a boy, oh. so he's got the long feather. Yeah, he's like black I need to bust gold. that game he's out really again, good. because I remember shiny hunting, and that was just the best. It's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. You just boot up, you go to an area, you see if there's anything there. There's not, you go back, you do it again, you do it again, you keep doing it over and over. And, uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it. It's been a nice way to kind of kill some time, you know? Forgive me if I've already missed it, but when has or when did, um... Pokemon home integration um, happened in this game. Long time ago, but... Oh, it's already a thing. Went. Oh, it's definitely a thing. Oh, yeah. cool. Because I have a bunch that I need to send that way, actually. So I should go yeah. boot that up. I don't remember when it became a thing, but it was a while ago. How old is Pokemon Legends Arceus? Is it... It's, it's I think not it came out in March, right? Yeah, no, it came out this year. year old. It came yeah, out this year. Steve's saying three to four months ago. It feels longer than that, but maybe like five months ago? Yeah, I think it was March, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's it's a good game. I really like it. For as much as I enjoy it, I've only put like 150 hours into it. It's not like most Pokemon games I'll put like like seven, 800 hours into because I'm like, oh, home integration was three to four months ago. Game came out in January. That makes more sense. Thank you, Ghost of Steve. But yeah, no, it's, it's not one of those games where you can really like build like a competitive battle team. And I'm kind of hoping that the next one, Scarlet and Violet, will kind of scratch that itch for me because, you know, that's uh, definitely something that I miss from the other games. But I really like this game. It's really fun. So, yeah, it's Pokemon. Uh, The other one that I've put a lot of time into that just came out is Kirby's Dream Buffet. I really like this game. Like, I thought I was going to like this game when I saw the trailer, and then I played it, and I really like it. It's very simple. It's basically like... um, it's kind of like Katamari Damacy and um, Gourmet Race from the old Kirby game had a baby. <laughs> so so the, the game always plays like the same way. You can choose to do individual events, but I like to just do the Grand Prix against... I've only played against computers. Uh, there's a race, so you do a race, and along the way you're gulping down fruit, mostly strawberries, occasionally other little fruits will pop up and stuff. And you're gaining a couple of abilities, and you're running down a course, and there's a few different courses and stuff. Uh, then you do like a really little game where you grab a couple extra strawberries just for like kind of bonus fuel. And every time you eat like 20 strawberries, you puff up and you get a little bit bigger. And that gives you more like knockability. But it also sure. makes it so you can't get under like certain obstacles. Like there's donuts on some of the tracks. And if you're too big, you just hit the donut and you don't go through the hole because you're, you know, ginormous and stuff. Right. So, um, so you're kind of like balancing out like, okay, how do I want to, how do I want to run this run? Then you do a second race, and then there's a, like, battle mode at the end that's, like, two minutes long where the computers will just wipe you out for no reason. So, um, I've been really liking it. The game is loaded with unlockables. There's tons of colors to get. There's costumes to get. You can unlock music that plays while you're playing. Um, there's mm-hmm. different stages you can unlock, which is really cool. But it's like I just got one that's, like, a Kirby, and his mouth, like, rotates as the stage and stuff. Like That's cool. Really cool. Really cool game. I really like this game. 
I have yet to try out online. I'm probably going to save my initial online experience for when I'm awake enough to do a video about it, because I kind of figure I want to play it at least once before this game dies, because I know this game will die. <laughs> because, like, there's, there's just not going to be enough content to keep people here beyond, like, the two-month mark. But I really want to get in a couple of fun online matches before then, you know? Right. But, yeah, I really, really, really like that game. It's really cool. It's really fun. Um, the other game that I've been putting a little bit of time into is Monster Hunter um, Frontier Ultimate, which is a very old, like, circa, like, 2007, I think, Monster Hunter on the PSP. And because guys, you found I it. How much... Okay. Yeah, I found, I found my old PSP. I bought a new charger for it because the old one was kind of bugged. I don't know if I ever told you guys this story, but when I got the PSP, the battery was completely dead. So I had to buy a new battery. But the new battery wasn't a perfect fit, so I had to slot foam into the battery pack to push the battery into place. And now it works. It's a real, like, rigged PSP, but right. yeah, I got it used, so what you gonna do? But um, Monster Hunter Frontier Ultimate, it is, like, everything I loved about the old Monster Hunters on steroids. <laughs> like, I'm running around, and it's like, okay, you start out with a bone weapon. No matter what you start with, it's a bone weapon. And bone weapons in the game... Are, are by now they're like optional and like nobody uses them. They uh -huh. are usually a little bit stronger than the starter weapon, but um, they have like zero sharpness. So every like three hits, you're sharpening over and over and over again. So I'm doing that, I'm running around. I'm like, crap, I gotta bring whetstones. That's not a thing in this game. Then I'm like, okay, I wanna make a new sword. So I need, I'm using the long sword because I find that that's like the one that I'm best with. I'm like, okay, I need a new longsword. I need to get metal, so I need to go mining. So I grab my pickaxes, because you need pickaxes in this game. I grab my hot drinks, because I'm going to the ice area, and I run around for like a half an hour, and I'm like, there's no rocks. Where do I mine? Well, then I'm like, hold on a second. I saw weird little cracks in the wall. The mining spots in this game are just little cracks in the wall that you have to find. So I'm running around little cracks, mining, getting ore, making new stuff, making swords, making weapons, getting armor spheres to upgrade my armor and stuff. It is so old school, but I really missed it. But like, old school in a good like, way, then, it like, sounds like? Yeah, like there's stuff about the new games that I really like. I think the thing I like the most about modern Monster Hunter is the combat is really fun. Like, the combat in old Monster Hunter, a lot more boring, right? It's attack, attack, dodge. Attack, attack, dodge. In Monster Hunter Rise, it's like, attack, get flung in midair, wire bug, dodge, counterattack with a special, throw down a bomb, throw down, you know, that kind of stuff. You're not doing that in this game. It's literally just like, attack, attack, dodge, you know? But, um, it's just very, so, very like... Very beat-em-up. Yeah, almost very beat-em-up, yeah, except that the monsters last for, like, 40 minutes. Although the early <laughs> ones I've been fighting die in, like, two hits, which is so weird. Like, I've never played a Monster Hunter game where they die as quick as they do, so... Sure. I'm waiting for this supposed G-rank difficulty that's gonna spike up. But, um, no, it's just, it's crazy. Like, in rank one of the village quest, I'm on rank two now, in rank one, it's all, like, gathering missions. And then there's, like, one mission where you're supposed to gather like pelts from a, an herbivore and all of a sudden Tigrex shows up and he's the big bad of this game. He's like the, the flagship monster on the cover. Tigrex shows up and it's like, uh oh, that there's Tigrex. And sure enough, he like two-shotted me before I could get away. And you know, <laughs> it's, it's been hell. I did, um, there's a monster called uh, Cephadrome, I think it's what he's called. 
He's like a little uh, sand shark that swims around. And in the other games, bringing sound bombs is optional. And if you throw a sound bomb, he'll blast out of the sand for a minute and you can attack him. In this game, I went in without any sand bombs and he never left the sand. So I have to actually like <laughs> prep for the hunt in order to go on the hunt. It's, um, I understand why some people really prefer like the newer games because they're a lot more like, hey, just go out and do a hunt and come back and do another hunt and that kind of stuff. But I like the feeling of going into a hunt and saying, crap, I'm in the desert and I forgot to bring cold drinks. I'm dying of heat exhaustion. Like, this is on me. I didn't prepare for this right. Like, it's really fun. So I'm hoping that I can get all the way through this game. It's like a personal challenge for me. But I would really like to see this game through all the way because I really like Monster Hunter and I've been itching to play an old one. If I get through this, I might want to go back into uh, Monster Hunter 3. I've been talking to Steve about that, wanting to go through and play like my first Monster Hunter again. But yeah, it's uh, been a good time. I've been enjoying it. And I think that that is pretty much it. I did a couple of rounds of Monster Hunter Rise. I'm trying to get to... So we're at a point now, Steve and I, where we have, I believe, two quests left. And also a little DLC. The DLC came out. DLC was really cool, by the way. It added, like, a whole nother element of, like, oh, you need to get these new items that all these new types of monsters drop. And they make a special type of upgrade that upgrades any armor or weapon to another level. Sure. So it's like now all of a sudden there's this whole other like gameplay aspect where we're like collecting like afflicted parts and making afflicted gear and, and it's really cool. Like it really added a lot to the game. It um, seems like the cadence of that game's like DLC has been really good, keeping you guys like really into it. So that's good at the very least. Yeah, they introduced four new monsters with the first DLC. It was like a free DLC upgrade. I figured we were going to get five hours. I figured it was going to be like, okay, we'll do the, the four hunts and whatever we have to do to get to the four hunts, that'll be it. But no, it's like, okay, so now we're in the post-post game. You know, it's like this is a whole nother, like, game now, and it's easily going to eat up another hundred hours of gameplay. So it's, uh, it's been fun. I actually did have one other game I wanted to talk about real quick because I just started it. I feel bad because Justin gave this to me like over a year ago, but I just started it. And it's um, Persona 5 Strikers, which is the um, the Dynasty Warriors Persona. I'm trying to remember what the last game I gave to you was. Yeah, and I think it was the last game you gave to me. But um, it, it, I've, I've had this thing where I knew I was going to enjoy this game when I played it. And... It's not really a Dynasty... It's a Dynasty Warriors game, but it's not a Dynasty Warriors game. Like, there's not, like, missions and, and that kind of... It's like, a, it's like a Persona story, but instead of it being an RP, a turn-based RPG, it's like an action RPG beat-em-up, you know? Right, you can switch right. between the characters in real time. It's really cool. Like, the first, like, level, the first story, the first chapter is, like, as long as the first chapter in Persona 5. So I'm getting a lot of nostalgia and flashbacks and stuff. Um, some of the bosses really hard. Like, there's these mid-bosses you fight, and it's like, it's Monster Hunter. It's like, okay, attack, dodge, 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 attack, attack, dodge, dodge, attack, dodge, attack, dodge, you know, that kind of thing. Just, like, crazy difficult. I was playing it. Um, I had put, like, five hours into it in one night, and I was playing it, and I died at the boss for, like, the eighth time, and I was like, okay, I'm not strong enough. I need to go back and power up, but I'm done for the night. So the thing on the screen said, where do you want to continue from? The last place you, you died at, the last checkpoint, or the title screen. And I was like, okay, well, clearly it saved my progress for me. I'll turn the game off. 
that was a mistake. That was that was basic, like dumb first year video game mistake. It did not save my progress. I am back at like the one oh, hour mark. No. So now the challenge oh, for me is going no. to be when am I going to be bored enough that I want to play through the entire story leading up to the boss fight again? And that's going to be my. So it's going to have to be this day where it's like the TV's on, I'm into the show, let's grind out yeah. this level again. Because it's like the whole level I missed. I missed Ugh. the whole, I went from I, being at the, the boss uh, to investigating who the boss is at the beginning of the game. so rough. Mm -hmm. I had something similar happen to me when I was playing Link's Awakening on my Game & Watch. Oh, yeah. um, oh, no. I, I got all the way to the end of the game without dying but then i died on the final boss i'm like well i don't want that i don't want the perfect ending so yeah. i went and reloaded my last um save yeah and because i'd been using the save states for so long it sent me back to mm -hmm. the beginning of the second uh, to the last dungeon so i have to do bad. turtle rock and eagle tower and I think the and I'm like, forget this. <laughs> I think Steve had the exact same experience, actually. I think he booted up his Game & Watch, and he was at, like, the second to the last dungeon. And, uh, yeah, he's saying exact same. Yeah, he booted it up again, and he was at, like, the second to last dungeon. He didn't realize. He had the same between, between that, yeah, between Eagle Rick and um, and the, the final boss, so... Yeah, it's uh, it's apparently it's very easy to do. My game that I always used to do that on was Final Fantasy III on the DS, the DS version, because you could only save, if I remember right, you could either only save in the overworld or in towns. I forget which one it was. And I would, like, play the game, and then I'd be like, I'm fine, I don't need to save. And then I, Steve's saying, overworld. Just be on the show again, Steve. Come on. And, um, <laughs> and and I would, like, I'd run into a tough enemy. I'd get killed because I did something stupid. Like, we all got petrified or something, and we died. And then it's like, oh, you last saved eight hours ago. And I was like, well, great. I guess I'm restarting this game for the third time, you know? It's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's not fun. But the game, Persona 5 Strikers, really freaking fun. It's so... It's so cool being able to, first off, get basically a sequel to one of my favorite games of all time. Right. I loved Persona 5. And, like, it's just it's just a sequel. Like, it's just a sequel. All the characters are there. They all sound perfect. They all have new voice lines. So much of the game is voice, like, voiced over. Um, and getting to play as all the other characters is really cool because, you know, it's a turn-based RPG normally. It's so, like getting to switch out and play as, like, everybody else that you used to just mm -hmm. control during battles is, like, really cool i would love it if this game did have like a arcade mode at some point even at like the end of the game where right it's like you can go to like mementos and just like beat them up for like an hour and a half because i would love to be able to just like kick back and play you know this level with this character kind of thing instead of having to like go through the story but right now the story's got me so unfortunately i'm gonna have to restart that and once jojo's comes out all of these games i'm playing will go by the wayside for a good month and a half but um yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying Persona 5. So once again, Justin, thank you. I'm sorry it took me so long. I have this thing with these games where I know I'm going to enjoy them, and it's like, I'm like, I'm not I'm not at peak wanting to enjoy a game mood, you know? And I get there for months where it's like, no, I just want to play something like, like Monster Hunter where I know what I'm getting and it's safe and I'm not going to... I'm not going to have to invest any, like, mental energy I or get anything. That. I just, I just like, yeah. games sit for a very long time. It's what I did with, with Bug Story or Bug Fable or whatever. 
I liked that game. I really liked that game. I got through like a third of that game. Then I was just like, I'm not in the mood to experience something new. I want to go play Kirby Dream Buffet, you know? And that's it's, that's where my head goes. That's why I I, I uh, finished A Link to the Past last week because yeah. you know it's that's com it's that comfort food, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't feel like committing to anything. I don't feel like learning anything new or, mm -hmm. or you know yeah. grinding it. You know, banging my head against some puzzle or some enemy. I just want to yeah. sit down and let the game happen to me. <laughs> Although sure. I will say, I've been spying on you, and I did see you playing a little Metroid Dread. This oh, week, so. did you beat it yet? I have been, not quite. I have have arrived at what I assume is either the final boss or the you know. Describe it. It's. I just took an elevator up to the top of a spaceship. So don't spoil anything for me. I know how Metroid games are. The ending is not always the ending. So, you know. I think I know what he's talking I about. I think I know what you're fought, talking about. Have you actually fought the boss that you think is the final boss? Not. Or do you just I, think you're, you're about to be it? Let, let me ask you a okay, question. I, let me ask you a question. Now, did, you, did you just learn some pretty incredible yes. Samus lore? Yes. Okay, yes. I know where you're at then. You're getting real. I mean, you're more, real more, close more or less. I, Justin, I, was... I have to warn you. I have to warn you because I don't think you were here for this show. Um, that boss fight broke me. <laughs> it, it did. Hurt. <laughs> it hurt. I did I that am... boss fight for like two and a half days before I got it. So I, I am playing in rookie mode. So okay, that might so help. It's a, so it's a little. <laughs> you know, the the enemies don't do quite as much damage, but they still like have the same attack patterns and everything. So mm -hmm. there have been a few bosses that I really had to kind of work my way around. Um. I also, before I went to this room, I made sure to go through and pick up all of the items that I could get to. So I got an extra like two or That's three um, energy tanks and lots of that will help. That will help. Missiles a lot. are very important in that fight. I and ran out of missiles during boss fight. Yeah, I ran out of missiles during a phase, and it made that phase much worse. So. That's a boss fight. I can honestly say that final boss fight from that game, once you get it down, once you get the patterns down, it's not that bad, but I don't think I ever want to relive that. I don't think I ever want to do that boss fight again. <laughs> I don't usually say that. I don't I think do, I ever I want to experience that again. I have to say, like, the, the boss battles in Metroid Dread are some of the best bosses in any yeah, action they're good. game I've ever played. Because yeah. I've... I'm playing in rookie mode, and they are still a challenge because you mm. still have to learn the patterns. You still, yep. right. you know, every once in a while get that lucky, um, uh, you know, counter move mm -hmm. that suddenly, yeah. t you know, knocks out an entire um, sec section of the battle. Like, so, like, even playing in rookie mode, it's a challenge, but it, they're the type of battles where once you learn the pattern, once you mm -hmm. get your hand-eye coordination down they're a breeze but they're also something that you're going to bang your head against for at least you know a few game overs before you're like oh that's what you gotta do totally. the closest i ever got to that with another metroid game was the ridley fight from super metroid that one dad rough. and i replayed that last year that it's rough, rough. <laughs> so yeah like I've found that most Metroid games prior to Samus Returns, the other one by um, 
we'll play Mercury Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're talking the remake of Samus Returns, right? Not yes, uh, not Return yeah. of Samus. Samus yeah. Returns. Um, pri- oh God, prior yeah. to that one, I most <laughs> Metroid games there wasn't a whole lot of strategy involved. It was just you know, kind of shoot, dodge, shoot, dodge. Yeah, there was I a think... pattern, but it was a lot of. Yeah, it was a lot of like kind of it, almost it randomized of, patterns. Sure. As it was, it was to, like, a lot of you out. just have to have enough health. And, you know, yeah. you just have to have enough health. You have to have enough missiles, and then you'll be fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, the Ridley battle in Super Metroid is one of the few early Metroid battles that I found that oh hey, if you can dodge just right, you can really wipe them out. But if you can't dodge just right, you'll get destroyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dodge mm-hmm. a dinosaur, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> Um, and so yeah, I'm I'm I feel like I'm really close to beating beating this game. Um, I'll probably have it done by uh, next podcast is is my goal. Um, I was going to have Fine. something new and exciting to talk about uh, this week. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. So I don't know if y'all want to know what I was going to talk about. Or do you want to wait and save the surprise for next week? Why don't you save it and then give the people something to pine over for oh, next yeah. week's show? I, 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 I have a new toy. I just haven't been able to play with it yet because I'm missing an essential hookup for my TV. Oh, well, um, yeah. So instead of talking about that, oh, um, and I also bought, finally broke down and bought the Jurassic world or whatever whatever the park simulator Jurassic Hey-o. Park simulator I, I I bought that cuz it was on sale and I'm like all right this looks like it could be a good time I hate to I hate to say have you played it yet I'm guessing you bought it on Switch Yes and unfortunately I found out that you can't just jump into sandbox mode which is what I really wanted to do Yeah that's true um, it's better on PC. It, um, like, I watched somebody play it on PC, and then I bought it on Switch. Yeah, as is everything. But, um, it looks rough on Switch compared to PC. Like, it's like, it's like, no, it, like, I usually don't have that problem, but, like, the dinosaurs just look, like, really, like, polygonal and see-through, and it's, like, weird effects, and I don't know, it's, don't it's know, one I of don't... the few games that I would say is def- Definitively better on like another system than on. I know City Skyline got a lot of flack for not running well on the Switch. I haven't sure, like yeah. I've noticed it occasionally, like dipping in frame rate and and you know polygon couch dropping, but yeah. it's never been distracting. So I'm hoping Jurassic will be about the same. But I am it frustrated that I have to do the campaign in yeah. order to do the sandbox. That's annoying. It might be the kind of thing where if you don't experience it on PC, you don't notice it on Switch. So maybe just stay blind to it and you'll be okay. But for me, I went from like watching Markiplier play it to downloading it that night. And it was like, oh, this is not the same game. <laughs> I was like, this is a lot rougher than it, than it was when I was watching him play it. It looked really nice. So, yeah. Well, fortunately, it was on sale, so I didn't yep. pay full price it's for a, it. It's a good game. It's a fun game. I really enjoyed my time with it. I, I assume you will, too. And there's a sequel now, too, I think, actually. It's also, I think, on Switch. Yeah, and I actually think uh, one of them is on Game Pass, so I could have played it for free on that, but mm-hmm. it seemed like the type of game that I would want to, you know, Hand play held. with while yeah. I'm watching TV, so... I get it. Um, so... Since the only game I've really been playing has been Metroid Dread, and that's old news, 
Um, I, and the game I was going to talk about didn't pan out. <clears throat> Pardon me, didn't pan out. I decided that I'm going to do a little unboxing. Got this mm. in the mail today. Um, so here's a little preview of what it could be. Um, My Nintendo Store. Yes. <laughs> and an umbrella and a wine glass. Um, this was the part that I was trying to show. It's upside down. Yeah, <laughs> oh, well, it is upside down. I was. I'm trying. I'm trying to look at. Not it that that the... helps us. I don't think any of us know kanji. But... No, but I, I if I had looked at it, I would know which way it was. <laughs> I'm looking at it in the camera. Anyway, so here we go. I don't know if anybody wants to make a guess of what this is. It is a binder full of Pikmin. It is. It is really stuck in here. There we go. <laughs> so, there's your nice little Nintendo logo and nice. I have, I oh. had to have, I had to have those colored buttons. For um, those 99.9 percent .9 of you listening to this show, uh, Justin <laughs> I was just has about purchased to himself a Super Nintendo controller, but the cool one with all the little colored buttons, like I used to have as a child. Yes, the Super Famicom uh, Nintendo Switch Online controller. Um, I figure I'll have one of each, and and you know that'll that'll be my thing. I really, after getting Lucas, did you see my my Famicom uh, Switch controllers? Uh, I think I saw them in Discord. I think you posted an image of them. I think I brought them upstairs as I showed them to you. But yeah, when I I saw on on eBay that I could get the Switch Online Famicom controllers for only like 10-15 bucks more than it would have been to get the, sure, like, the NES ones yeah. off of them. And I'm like, may as well pay the extra money to get the cooler looking ones that nobody else has. So that that jump started my need to have all the Japanese controllers for my for my Switch. So so since I don't have my super exciting new toy to show off, this is my super exciting new toy that I'll be showing off this week. Um, That's the last one I need for, the, that, for my collection. Gonna, I have an actual um, Super Famicom controller that I bought off eBay years ago, you know, back when collecting retro stuff wasn't outrageously prohibitively <laughs> expensive i think sure. it cost me like 15 bucks but you guys are just lucky they stopped making uh different controllers in the uh east once the n64 came out i assume i assume the n64 controller looks the same everywhere yeah mm -hmm. n64 controller is identical Except for, I'm sure there are special colors that were probably released only in, like, Japan, or, like, a mm. special Pokemon edition, I'm guessing, or something like that, you know? But nothing but nothing that you can get, like, on the Nintendo right. store. Right. Kind of. Yeah, right. No. I do have one special Nintendo 64 controller that I didn't even know about until a couple of months ago. I can go grab that if y'all want to want to, you know, talk amongst yourselves for a minute. <laughs> I'll tell a boring story while Justin's doing this. Okay. Hi, people who listen to our show. Hope you're enjoying yourselves. Um, so I bought another Switch. I always like to have two Switch chargers in that. Holy crap. I always like to have two 
switch chargers in the house, and I one of mine died. It got all frayed, and it stopped working. <laughs> and I, uh, I bought another one off Amazon, but because it came from the official Nintendo-like store, it took like two weeks to ship, and I'm not used to Amazon <laughs> taking two weeks to ship, so that was something, but I just really, got that's it weird today. With, when I order from, from the Nintendo store, I usually get it within a week. Well, you so live in Steve New York. Steve thinks that my, um, Steve thinks, yeah, there you go. Steve thinks that my Switch is bad. He should have seen my Switch charger. Um, it was so frayed that when I would hold my Switch on my stomach to play games, it would shock me. Oh, that's not good. Tickle electrical shocks. That's yeah, so that's good. dead you know, now and you gone. You can replace those things for like 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, but now I have a new charger and it works just fine. So, you know, it's all good. So this, so I don't know whether this was Japanese or not, but this is... That and, is weird. I've seen those. Yeah, I've brand. seen those. A controller. An ASCII brand, you say? Yes, or ASCII. I don't know how that's pronounced. I, uh, we're just going to call it ASCII. <laughs> but it's got all sorts of, uh, you know, like turbo turbo switches mm -hmm. on it. Um, it is an officially licensed um, Nintendo 64 controller. It's got a product number and everything. It's called the ASCII Pad 64. Um, hmm. I saw it on... Facebook Marketplace said, I have never seen anything like that before. I must have it. And I, it's only like 30 bucks. So You know what's so funny about <laughs> that? You know where I used to see those? Y'all know how much I love my, my hmm. nifty controllers that nobody else has. I, I used to see those all the time at the flea where market. Where else did you used to see those? The flea market. That's where ah, I used to see Yeah, yeah, I like could that. see that. Mm -hmm. You know what my absolute favorite controller of all time was? I I loved everything. I loved the way it felt when you were holding it. I loved what it did for you because it felt so special as a kid. Um, do you guys remember the Wavebirds for the Oh, yeah. It's my favorite controller. Battery charge. I have wireless. two, I think. My favorite controller of all time was my Wavebird. Like, getting that and being like, uh, I don't have to plug it in. It was like the most magical experience of my life. So cool. I missed the rumble, though. Like I, did too. I did too. I did too, but I got I over too. it so quick when I could be like, "Boom!" I'm oh, playing see, not Mario me. Kart. Not I'm me. I had a Wavebird, and yeah. then I had a um, a slew of third-party um, wireless controllers that included Rumble. Mm. None of them were quite as good as the official Nintendo, you know, Wavebird or the other controller. But I did have a Mad Cat's mm. one that came really close, really close. Mad Cat's was a good brand. Mad Cat's was good. Was it? <laughs> I never I heard good thing. End. I never heard anything I remember, good about Mad Cat's controllers I remember, except for the Rock Band controllers. I remember Mad Cat's being like the closest you could get to like a third-party Nintendo controller that actually works. That's Mad, see, Mad Cat's, Mad Cat's uh, was uh, for, was for me, like. It wasn't Hori. I never like I never dug Hori until kind of these recent generations. It was always like Mad Cats or like the Hori Fight Pad and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It was always like Mad Cats for me or Logitech. Even Logitech made a decent pad mm -hmm. back in the day. But um, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I'm guessing that it's my change the system turn, so I'm gonna take it. Um, Believe it or not, yes, uh, it is. We are still doing a show. It is time to talk about Elden Ring, my friends. Um, I'm so close to getting ah. all the achievements on that stupid game. Did you guys realize that 
There were entire sections of that map that I had not unlocked my first playthrough. I've I've seen things this second I go around. That. I have seen things. I've seen bosses. I fun? have seen um, entire new geography that I didn't even know existed in the game, like Jeez. new enemies. That's it's cool. It, it's almost like my second playthrough uh, is new game almost, you know, because I'm like doing a lot so different would you things. Say... Would you say then that it's more? Um, I'm not. I'm not trying to. This isn't like a subtle dig on Breath of the Wild or anything. But you know, this is like the. Oh, comparison no, I'm sure it's thing. not subtle. Is it? <laughs> um, is it more expansive, interesting, full of things than like the Breath of the Wild map? Because I feel like with Breath of the Wild, I did have a moment in Breath of the Wild. I remember <laughs> playing it at like hour 300 and finding like a ski lodge mini game that I had never done before and being like, this is weird. Like I found something I've never seen. But I feel like most of Breath of the Wild's world I experienced in the first playthrough. Is that just because we spent so long in Breath of the Wild wandering the world and you like rushed Elden Ring? Or is Elden Ring just like there's all these nooks and crannies that just hide out with like... You know, like, like you're not going to find, like, a boss you've never fought in Breath of the Wild. There's right. four bosses, and they're mandatory, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, they're not mandatory, but they're pseudo-mandatory, you mm -hmm. know? Actually, they are, because you have to fight them in the Hyrule Castle if you don't fight them in the uh, Divine Beast. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, but, but like, yeah, you're not going to find that kind of stuff. Is Help. <laughs> Finish my sentence. Is that right, or is it just that, like, you rushed Elden Ring? Yeah, I would say, uh, I would say so. Um, Elden Ring is... For me, it's uh, Breath of the Wild on steroids almost. You know, there's like a whole lot more to like. do, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, granted, it is on a... I mean, if you think about it, if the Switch is kind of Much like a... Much more powerful system. Yeah, Switch yeah. is kind of like a beefed-up Xbox 360 almost, right? And when I'm playing uh -huh. this game, you know, it was originally developed for... You know, it, it plays on the Xbox One, but well, that's still a generation removed from, you know, what we are playing well, today. Let's not forget that Breath of the Wild also runs on the Wii U. All, so also it's not true. even it's not even also the, true. The Switch. It's it's as powerful as a Wii U game, which impressive in its own right, but you know. Yeah, so yeah. I would I'm say that I'm curious to see what Breath of the Wild 2 does on I I would say that um it is definite just by that um, standard alone, it's more expansive, bigger, like more more stuff even, because just the console is better equipped to handle it. I will say when I played on my Xbox One though, it was, yeah, it, right. When I was playing on the Xbox One though, it was not a very good experience. I would not recommend playing on a last gen console, at least the Xbox One. Maybe the X is better, maybe the PS4 or the PS4 is better, but when I started playing on the next gen console, everything just kind of clicked. Like, every, like the when you die, you just load right so back into the game, so quickly back into the game mm. that it almost doesn't matter. Where on the other consoles, yeah. like I'm not kidding, like I was sitting waiting for like almost two, three minute load times yeah. sometimes. So like it was just not yeah. optimal. But uh, yeah, no, I, again, I'm seeing things that I never saw before. You, unlike Breath of the Wild, you're not required to beat all of the bosses. You do have to beat. Um, I don't remember exactly what they're like called, four. but you, 
there there's I think there's like five or six of the like big bosses I'll call them and you have to beat at least two of them to like mm. advance in the story type of thing okay. um, so <laughs> there there's opportunities obviously if you didn't do all of that to see some of the stuff that you you know on the second and third playthrough maybe you go beat those other two or whatever um, I'm yeah. trying to beat them all because again I'm trying to get all the achievements but also I'm realizing that the world is just it's a treasure to explore this world because the, uh, I'm spending some time off horse nice. now just kind of like looking at every nook and cranny I'm finding like illusionary walls that you know just lead into these random hmm. caves that lead into these random boss encounters that I wasn't expecting you know so yeah there's just a lot to this game see that's really rewarding that sounds mm -hmm. I'd, I'd love to play this game but I feel like if I'm gonna play a Dark Souls, it's gonna keep being Dark Souls, you know? Like, sure. It's like, I'd love to play, well, kind of like Justin was saying, I'd love to play this game without all the pressure of it being a Souls game. You know, it'd be a fun world to explore in the Breath of the Wild, so ending, you know, I, but not like... In my know. opinion, this is absolutely the most accessible of the Souls-born mm -hmm. games, only because of the fact yeah. that if you, you're not... In Dark Souls, there's like two or three paths that you have to go through and all of them are riddled with death yep. and destruction. In this yeah. game, you yeah. can kind of go anywhere you want and like if you get stuck uh, or like somebody somebody's like really kicking your butt, like just hop on the horse and run away, you know, and then go find something else. You're not, it's not as, uh, I feel like the world isn't as, um, it's still brutal, don't get me wrong, but it's a little bit more forgiving. Okay, yeah. So, but yeah, that's find a little brutality. Sure, it might be fun. I, it's a fun <laughs> game. It's obviously, you know, nobody probably nobody's uh, gonna be surprised that this is gonna be my game of the year at the end of the year. But uh, it's, yeah. it's absolutely fantastic game. Um, but that's enough Elden Ring. I'm hoping that I'll actually be done, done like thousand achievement points done um, this week, if not the next. But that's my goal. I want to get all the achievement points and then I can move on to other stuff. Such as um, some of these other games that I've been downloading on my Xbox and Switch. So, okay, where do I start? Um, there was a sale recently um, where I was able to get Mario Golf for like 30 bucks or something like that. Um, so bought that, put about exactly two minutes into it, but that is a cool game. I, I don't know that I... Um, you never had it? The Switch one, yeah. No, I haven't had it yet. I never bought it. Before. I'm surprised, huh? Yeah, wow. it, at thirty bucks, I was like, yeah, I'll buy it, you know. But at sixty, I was still like, yeah, I don't, that's fair. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, thirty it's, bucks did it for it's, me. It's it's still like my third favorite Mario Golf. Sure, you know? like it's good, but it's not exactly what I want from a Mario Golf. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's, it's the, a fun, the story fun mode. Game. Yeah, the story mode is good. It's not like oh, Game Boy Color good. Sure. But it's but like it's it definitely my biggest problem with the story mode is it forces you to do the the mode where you have to like run to the ball every time you hit it rather than you know just warping to it like every other golf game ever. Mm -hmm. um, but aside from that, like you really learn how to play the game by doing the the story mode and sure. I, didn't, I didn't like the story mode. I, I didn't enjoy it. I skipped it after a while. <laughs> Fair. I mean, I, I 
I find that I I do more with the game by doing story mode, especially like the side the side characters mm-hmm. who teach you mm-hmm. new things that I never would have known that I could do if you know somebody yeah. didn't teach it to me. But sure, yeah, you know, yeah. No, like I said, it's it's not it's not Game Boy Color story mode good. Like mm-hmm. that was like yeah. the pinnacle and, and, of or golf story sports. even honestly. And, well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. and I just yeah. found I just found the free play less engaging than like old like it's like it's like I can hum from memory like ten tracks from Mario Golf sixty four. I can't remember a single song from Mario Golf on Switch. Like it's sure. just it's got more of a generic kind of feel to it. You know, it, it feels a little bit less full of life. You know. Yeah. And no, definitely. Gonna be stuck in my head for the rest of the night. <laughs> I, I and again I've only put a couple of minutes into it so my opinions could change but uh, what I played of it was fun I, I you know I just did uh, a quick little um, I don't even know what it was I think it was just like one of the practice rounds or whatever I think when you just first start up the game and I was like cool that was enough and then I turned it off yeah. and then I moved on to other things I I downloaded way too much stuff um, this last week and I don't know why um, another thing I downloaded um, because it was on game pass was the uh, entire Walking Dead um, series the, the hmm. Telltale series so I have that on my uh, switch I bought it when they were on sale like six months ago and I don't think I've even booted one of them up <laughs> And so I, I bought those just like, okay, cool, just something to fill up my hard drive with the intention of not really ever looking at it. And I ended up playing through the entire first um, season, I think it was, yeah. um, where with, you know, with Clem and everything. And I'm yeah. actually excited to go into the second season. And then I think there's a third even um, because I never got yeah. to play the second season all the way through. So I, you know, we'll see what happens, I guess. Um, I'm curious so that, to hear if you fall off of that one because I really like the first season. Say, never played the second. Never played the second. <laughs> well, neither did I, and I honestly, I just kind of got tired of waiting for the episodic, you know, nature uh-huh. of that game, and then when it finally fully released, I just didn't give a crap anymore. You know, like I was just like, ah, yeah. okay, I was other games I'm playing at this moment. But uh, no, I'm excited and, to go back at this, especially for the you know price of free. Yeah. Well, and I kind of feel like the first game does kind of present you with a nice ending point if you mm-hmm. so desire it, you know? So it's like, you can play the first game and say, I'm done now. <laughs> My right. story ends here, you know? I I almost wish that they wouldn't have continued um, Clementine's story. And maybe I'm going to change. My opinion's going to change. Done like a, just done like an entirely different yes. story. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Another, Agreed. another story in that same universe with some new characters. Yes. You know, give me some new characters to love and hate. That's what I kind of yeah. was hoping for. But alas, yeah. we'll see how the second season uh, fares when I get into that one. What else did I do? I feel like I downloaded and played a lot, but um, mostly Elden Ring, mostly Pokemon. There was an event this weekend, um, Zigzoon. The I always want to say a Lolan form when it's the other form, but it's not a Lolan. It's Galarian, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. Okay, thank you, Mister Poke Expert. Um, the Galarian. You were close. <laughs> the Galarian uh, Zigzoon um, looks cool. It's a little red boy. I only caught three of them, and I was pretty pissed. Um, I think it was like a dollar or something like that to get into the event this time. Not that you had to pay to see the Pokemon just to get like the tasks or whatever, you know? And I'm there for the tasks. That's that's where it's all about. 
And, uh, yeah, I, it was fun, but, you know, they're getting real stingy with the shinies and everything lately, I feel. I think I've talked yeah. about this in the past. Plus, they have this other event going on at the same time for a... I don't know if it's... It, I think it's the... Does the new games have a new form of Articuno? Is that the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's all three of the legendary birds. So, in the new game, uh, Pokemon Go has introduced Pokemon from uh the new game uh yeah and sword and shield our articuno is new is in the ones that are coming out or new is the newest mainline no those ones those ones won't come out for like three more years that's how pokemon goes right yeah um so those are in the game right now but here's the catch they are you have to use this new incense. They give you a daily incense now, um, and it lasts 15 minutes, but it doesn't really work unless you're actually walking around. Mm-hmm. So um, the more you walk around, the that more frequent... sucks. Yeah, right? The mo- but the more you walk around, the more frequent you see the Pokemon. So like after five minutes, you'll start to see, you know, if you're walking around a bunch, you'll start to hmm. see just a bunch of those Pokemon spawn with the incense because hmm. it has like a... Like a little swirl under the Pokemon if it's an incense Pokemon. Anyways, um, if you see enough of those Pokemon, or I, I don't know what the trigger is. It may, might just be random. Though other Articuno... I, I've only seen Articuno, and I don't know if the other ones are available. I, I, I imagine that Zapdos and um, uh, Moltres. Moltres are available as well. But uh, yeah, that's what I've been trying to do. I've so only ever seen just... one, and it ran away from me. They pop in the wild then? It's not a raid? Yeah, it just pops right into the wild, which is pretty interesting. That actually gives me incentive to pick it up and try to play then. Because my biggest gripe with the legendaries is they're all raids, you know? And, mm-hmm. you know, Unless I can get you and Heather in a match, it's really hard to do the raids. So. Yeah, no, it is an interesting concept. I just wish it wasn't tied. Okay, I wish it was yeah, either... Yeah, the 15-minute timer sucks. That sucks. I wish that they, were, they either gave you an option to buy that same type of incense or... Yep something because um in 15 minutes i want to play pokemon you know i'm i'm out playing yeah. for like an hour you know when i'm when yeah. i'm pokemoning and pokemoning we're out getting yeah. spinnies and stuff 15 minutes ain't mm-hmm. enough time unless you're sitting on the couch and then it doesn't work so exactly like, that's right 15 minutes. exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah uh but yeah pokemon go is still a thing they're still getting my money um niantic uh send help uh, but that's pretty much it, unless you want to talk about all the retro games I've been playing, because I downloaded a bunch of those. I've actually been playing a bunch of Kirby games um, in yeah. in uh, in lieu of playing Kirby's Dream Buffet, because I was like, oh, I don't really want to pay this for this game right now. But uh, Canvas Curse, I have a DS, and I haven't played that in a few nice. years. So uh, I played that, popped that in, been playing... Uh, Kirby's Dream Course, the best Kirby game that's ever been developed. Um, I like Kirby Dream Course. Kirby's Dream Course is like 800 times more fun when you play it with a friend. When you play it solo, it's kind of boring. When you play it online with somebody, it's like, this is a neat game. My my Kirby 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 game, like the, you know, basic Kirby game, my favorite one, still the NES one, the original. Uh, Well, Hmm. was the original Game Boy actually? The original was Game Boy. The, the original was Game Boy, but um, the NES one was the first one to introduce the copy abilities. Of it, so okay, yeah, that got it. That's really the one that defined what Kirby was. It was the first game yeah. with with Meta Knight as, as his own like mm-hmm. unique character. Yeah. 
That's my favorite Kirby because it still has a challenge. It's not like a baby. It's not a baby game, you know, like I still have to like actually try at that game. Um, But it was so, especially for the NES, I felt like it was just so unique, so colorful. The music was just on point. Like it was just Mm -hmm. a good game. Yeah. That is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Honestly, Kirby's Adventure for the NES and the Game Boy Advance remake was really good too. Yeah, it was. I don't think I played that my, one actually. My go-to will always be the Super Nintendo, just because like everything I love about Kirby is on that Super Nintendo. Was that game. Superstar Saga? No, uh, Superstar I think just Saga. Superstar. And then they had Dreamland Three. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Kirby. Kirby Superstar. That was like the compilation yep. of like six mini games. And yeah. there was Kirby's Dreamland 3, which was like the crayon style. That was the one I never played, which is on the Switch, actually. You can play that one. Yep. But um, yeah, no, I just, I love Superstar, man. You give me like Great Cave Offensive, Milky Way Madness. Like, oh God, so much fun. Good game, good game. You know, Kirby games are good. And then, of course, Kirby 64. You know, don't even get me started on Kirby 64. <laughs> Crystal Shards is good. Kirby 64. I haven't played it since mm-hmm. it was brand new. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's that's it for me. So um, Lucas, I guess it sounds like you're about to close off the show. But before you close off the show, I want to say one last thing. Um, at least here in New Mexico, it's come. There's a lot of stuff coming up. So get on, get out there and go vote. There's some assholes out there. Don't let them win. That's true. That's true. I think we already had our elections here in Florida. We turned in our ballots a while back, so we're. We're good, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's happening again. It's that time of year, so we got some stuff coming up in November. So mm-hmm. yeah, just uh, just just look out for the a holes. Don't vote those people in, please. Look out for the a holes. Good advice, really, for anything you're doing, whether you're driving, whether you're voting, especially you're, pooping. Uh, yeah, playing, pooping. Playing games online, you know, gotta watch yeah. out for them there. Mm-hmm. You never know. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening, watching. Whatever you do, we appreciate it. We've had a couple of you comment on YouTube. That's cool. We like seeing you guys on there. So please, let us know you're watching. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Bye-bye. See you real soon.